Hey, it's Faith, and you're listening to Not Like the Movies. Today I'm talking to my friend Sky Coyne. She is also from UCF. She has been in a bunch of different stuff. Most recently, Love's Playlist, The Search for Secret Santa, and Love Under the Lemon Tree. She is honestly one of the nicest people that I have met in this industry. Um, when I moved here to LA, she was super helpful. I had so many different questions about agents and managers and the business and also just like where to live in Los Angeles. And she was super helpful and just explaining it all to me. And I know she has a very limited amount of time and she was very giving um, with her time with me. So I super appreciated that. We get into a lot of really good stuff in this episode, specifically how to be a real person while you're also an actor. Sky is really good at talking about how living your life and having a personal life is super important. And not only is it important for your mental health, it also is related to how you're doing in your career. If you are just stuck in only everything, acting all the time and doing everything right, your career isn't going to thrive as much as it will when you decide to just be a real person and have these experiences that you can pull on and just other things to put your mind into than just why isn't this working. Um, As someone who I attached a lot of my identity to being an actor, And with the uncertainty of this business, that makes it very difficult because then you consistently feel like a failure. So I think Sky does a really good job of articulating how to care about this business and how to always be, you know, trying and doing what you can, but not letting it consume you. Oh, also in this, I don't think we ever mentioned it, um, but we say his name a lot. Isaac is Sky's husband. He's also an LA-based actor. So that's who we're talking about when we mention Isaac. I hope you enjoy this. This is Sky Coin. So what you think? So what you do? They don't really care about you. So have a drink and think it through. But baby, it's not like the movies. How long have you been doing this podcast? I just recently started. So I like have been interviewing people, but all the stuff that you have to get together to make it look like you're real to launch it is like <laughs> crazy. So I've been like half becoming a producer and trying to figure out like what to do because it's just me. So Oh my God. Well it's a time. You're fucking killing it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I guess I'll just jump right in. Um Let's do First, it. First, we can just kind of talk about how we know each other and what we're doing here and all of that stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I first saw you at UCF. And then if people don't, no one ever knows what I mean when I say UCF. So it's the University of Central Florida. It's in Orlando. <laughs> and I think you were Orlando senior when I was a freshman, I want to say. I feel like I remember us running into each other in the hallways. I think it was my last semester because we never had any classes yeah. together, but like I distinctly remember you. I was like, I remember like we didn't talk that much when we were right. interacting, but I was like, I remember always seeing you in the halls and I was like, she's cool. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. I was just 18 and awkward and scared of everyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're older Honestly. and like, you know what they're doing and I don't. <laughs> oh God. Does anyone ever really know what they're doing? I don't think so. Truly no, truly no. But I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. I remember distinctly, I don't know if you remember this, but I can't even remember who the kids were that did it. But it was like some of the seniors wrote a show and you and Scott, Isabel were all in it. Yeah. And I Cooties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was called. And I went with like my little class. (laughs) I remember sitting there and we were all like, this is Oscars. Like this is award winning. Man, you know, that that particular show was one of the best things that I think I ever did in college. And it's funny because, you know, back at UCF, I like never got cast in the shows. I got cast in one show my entire time at UCF. Yeah, I never got cast in any of the shows. Um, But Cooties was the show that I did my last semester. And Alex wrote the show. Sorry, Abby is in the living room. So if you hear her. We love a little guest star. Yeah, she she loves to make herself known. Um, but yeah, that show was like the best thing of my college experience because we all were just collaborating. It was very much like an ensemble piece. It was just, and it was such a weird, unique show. I'm like, when else am oh, I yeah. going to get to do shit like this again, you know? No, exactly. And I feel like that's like more truthful 
too to like when you're an adult and you like actually have to collaborate with people and it's not just like your teacher telling you what to do and like navigating all of the opinions yes and stuff. yes go I couldn't agree more um but yeah that was definitely like a memorable experience yeah I remember like so that's like specifically like with like I watched some of your stuff like yesterday. I did my like research and all that jazz. <laughs> um, and I watched your short, the feeling sexual. That was super fun and cute. And I like, even though that was, I think it said like three years ago, you guys did that or something like that. Um, yeah, it was a while ago. And then like with your recent stuff and all of that stuff. And then even in cooties, I remember sitting there and like trying to figure out what it was that like made you so magnetic because afterwards we were all like that one girl she was really good but obviously we didn't know you so we were like I don't know the one Burnett <laughs> but I think it's just you have like a very easy ability to everything you do is super justified like I am fully like yeah that would make sense to do that there versus sometimes I'm watching things and I'm like okay they just did that because they wanted like a dynamic or they wanted like to be artistic or like they mm. wanted it to be this thing. And I feel like you just have this very natural, like anything you do, I'm like, yeah, I believe that she would do that. That makes sense right there. And then sometimes if I'm watching like shows or things where I'm like, that was kind of a weird line. I'll like try and say it and make it like make sense. And a lot yeah. of the lines that you say, I can't make work. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> But like when you say them, it somehow works. And I believe you. It's like the weirdest like magic that you switch. Oh, well, thank you for saying that because I definitely think, you know, I've had a small handful of projects that I've gotten the script for, or like I've gotten an offer for it. And I'm like, yes, I'm on board. And then I get the script and I'm like, all right. Okay. So this is like some um, interesting dialogue that's written in a way that I probably would never actually speak, which oftentimes happens, you know, you, you get a, a piece and it's very different than the way you speak. So I'm kind of like, okay, how am I going to make this work? And sometimes, you know, I definitely have that self-doubt that creeps in that I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able to make this work? Like, holy shit, how do I justify this? So thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'm glad to know that it, it comes across at least to one person. Yeah, so. no, totally. Um, so for the whole like LA situation, um, because that's where we both live. Um, I wanted to talk about I think you moved here like a year or two before. Were you here before the pandemic? I was. I moved here in April of 2018. Okay. So um, like so I was out here, yeah, pretty pretty much. I was here for about um I guess, yeah, like two years before everything, before shit hit the fan. That's so <laughs> crazy. Cause I got here and all I knew was like pandemic LA, not like pre and all of that stuff. So like when you got here, did you have to still like drive to Santa Monica for auditions or was it still all tapes? Oh God. It, you know, I think it was a pretty healthy hybrid of both. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the majority of the auditions that I would go in for were all pretty much in person. Um, which I realized I actually really miss the aspect mm -hmm. of being in the room. Um, because I think it just gives you a little bit more of that personal interaction with people and I think it gives yeah. you know everybody in the room to get a sense of who you are aside from the work you do which is important because people want to work with people that they can tolerate being around for 12 hours a day on a set oh. <laughs> um so I think like that little piece of auditioning is something that I miss in being in the room um the thing I am really glad that is not as much of a thing anymore is commercial auditions in person because Ugh, just literally that. I would like Oh my God. Like the, the hand slate. I mean, at this point, I'm just like, whatever, this shit's weird. Like we're just doing it. Um, but I like, I just remember even now this happens, but I remember like getting emails from my agent and I'd be at work at my day job. And it's like for an audition that same day later in the day. And I'm like, oh, what you. are you going like, to do? <laughs> like what? Suck a dick. Like, no, I mean, I'd make it happen, but I'm now I'm glad that, you know, we're able to just do it from the comfort of our own home yeah. for commercial things. 
No, I think about that all the time. Cause if I had to like, I mean, obviously I didn't want the pandemic to happen, but the positive is like, I don't think I could hold like half the jobs that I have if my agent was constantly like emailing me to like come in versus now he can be like, oh, this is due tomorrow at 10 a.m. and I can do it at 1 a.m. and it's fine. I know that's, that's the beauty of self tapes that I really love is you really get to work it into your schedule. Um, and I think it makes it just easier to like balance having a life and, you know, making, cause you ultimately at the end of the day, you know, very few people are fortunate that they just get to act and don't need to have right. some kind of supplemental income in between. Like, obviously we're all working towards that, but the reality is you got to pay your bills. So exactly. I think self tapes, yeah, they help with that a lot. Have you, have you had any like in-person stuff since you've been out here or how has that been had, for you? Like, two or three that have been in person and weirdly it's not even the ones that like my agent sends me on it's like the random actors access like things that I book myself I'm like why are you guys calling me in <laughs> like <Yeah>. if euphoria <laughs> isn't calling me in go, to go in person why do you need to see me in person <laughs> like uh, what's yeah, happening I understand that it's very weird but um on the whole like you know all of us are striving to be like just actors and that whole thing um with moving here, I want to like make this whole thing about to like being people. Like I had a professor and, oh, we both went to the same school. So, um, David would always be like, <laughs> he would always be like, oh, you're David. like a person first and you, then you're an actor versus like, I was told my whole life, like, oh, your personality is you're an actor. Like, that's your thing. That's what you do. So like, that's it. <laughs> and then once you get out and like, you aren't consistently doing the things, then it's okay. Well, <laughs> what am I doing now? <laughs> so I guess yeah. I'm just wondering when you first moved here, I know you knew a couple of people and you had Isaac, that sort of thing, but mentally, what did you do? Did you, are you one of those people that picks up other hobbies or are you like into meditation or like there, like what's your thing that helps you be a person <laughs> and also an actor? <laughs> um, I think, I think this is a really important topic because I think living in LA, it can be so easy to get caught up with the hustle, getting caught up with constantly working towards this goal, working on bettering yourself and bettering your craft. But some of the best piece of advice I've ever received was weirdly enough in a sauna of the gym of the first apartment complex that I ever lived in in LA. Um, this sounds really weird, but it was not a weird interaction. It was one of those that I'm like, oh, this is one of those little like whispers mm -hmm. from God or from the universe or whatever you want to call it. And um, I was sitting in the sauna with this guy who's worked on all these shows. He was on, I think he was on like Breaking Bad, Sneaky P. I couldn't tell you his name for the life of me, but he's worked a lot on big shows. And I remember we were sitting in the sauna and he was like, we're just talking about the industry. And I hadn't really done anything notable at that time, but I was, you know, auditioning for things right. and self-submitting. And I remember him distinctly saying, you want to know when I really started working was when I started traveling. He's mm -hmm. like, when I started really traveling and not only focusing on auditioning and callbacks and this and that, when I started focusing on myself as a person, but yeah, so that was like a really important piece of advice that I got. And I think I try to incorporate that into my life as often as I can. Like Isaac and I try to go on little local trips throughout California as often as we can financially, obviously. Um, yeah. But there's like, but I think there's really cheap ways to do that. Like we have, we have a tent. There's so many places that you can camp in California that are like, two hours away from yeah. LA. So we try to just honestly get out of LA as often as possible and like disconnect from everything. Um, and I think that's something that really helps me feel whole. Like nature has always been really important for me mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, that's the place that I feel the most spiritually connected. But I don't know. I mean, I think just like seeing friends, trying new things that like 
trying new things for the sake of trying new things, not for the sake of being like, let me develop a special skill. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, you know, it's like, just go and be going and being like, all right, let me go. Like one of my really good friends, she has gotten really into rock climbing with her sister. Mm -hmm. And like, I went one time with her and like, we had so much fun and I'm terrified of rock climbing. Like literally it was like an indoor bouldering place, but like, I'm so petrified of heights, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to just try this thing. I'm going to face this fear. And it's like, fucking suck at it because I'm so scared of it but like we're gonna go again next week and just like you know just little things like that I think really helped to put the industry in its proper place because at the end of the day it's a job right like it's that's that's all it is and it can feel like more but ultimately it's not um so I think just like reminding myself to value other things has really helped me yeah, no, I think in, like my like mentality. A, yeah, I think there's like a big push of like you always have, especially when you're like the little people <laughs> that don't have like a ton of credits <laughs> and aren't yeah. like booking left and right and like can't really say no to things. There's like a lot of pressure of you always have to be available. You always have to be like in town and you always have to be on time and you always have to do this, especially when I mean, I've only been what a year and a half. But especially when I first got here, I was like, well, I can't go anywhere. I have to be here all the time. I have to do an hour of this and an hour of that like every day. And my best friend from childhood is getting married and she's having a bachelorette in Miami in February. Last year, I might have been like, oh, I don't know if I can go because what if I get like a call? And I'm not going to get a call for like the next, I don't know, <laughs> HBO series in the three days that I'm in Florida. <laughs> But my mind was like, no, you have to be here and ready because everyone's going to pass you. I think, I think that's like a big mentality, like you said, of being here, seeing yes. everyone wake up at like 6 a.m. and be at the gym. And then they've had three auditions and then they're going to like their job. And then you feel like, oh, great. So I suck. <laughs> and um, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, no, it can be hard to not compare yourself to like other people's journeys. And I think that mindset, I think of feeling like, oh my God, I can't leave town. I can't do this. I, I definitely, I relate to you on that because especially before the pandemic, before things moved in the more virtual direction, that oh, was definitely like, that. you know, it's like, cause, cause nowadays I feel like that's sort of a non-issue to be honest with you. Like every now and then um, our manager will be like, Isaac and I have the same manager. He'll be like, you guys can't leave town. And we'll, we'll be like, Jerry, we're leaving. <laughs> if we get, if we get an offer or a call back and we need to be there in person, you know, that we will hop on a plane. Like, you know, if we're out of town, we will hop on a plane. And also like most of the time when we do go on trips, it's usually within California. So we're like, we're literally driving distance. It's fine. It's all, and like, it's, we've never had a problem, but I think, you know, that's an easy, that can be a, an easy mentality to slip into. Like that, that fear, the FOMO, the fear of missing out on yeah something that could potentially happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, you got to live your life. No one job is going to change. No one audition is going to like change your life. You know, it's no, just not. Yeah. And I think people like hammer in that you're going to have that one thing that turns it around have you watched the i haven't watched it yet either but the it's jonah hill's therapist he has like a documentary on netflix right now apparently I, it's really I've good i've seen the trailer for it i haven't seen it but you've piqued my interest i'm gonna add that to my list i listened to the armchair expert it's like a big podcast with jack shepherd <gasps> i love yes i, I love them and they were talking to his therapist they like got him on and his big thing is the big picture you and your brain create this picture and if you're just moving towards the picture it's essentially what everybody says of like you're going to miss your whole life and then the picture isn't going to fulfill the thing at the end but because we're in an industry that's so results oriented it's so mm. hard for me to be like okay just exist in this yeah. and like continue building you're just everyday life I feel like you and Isaac are really good at that in the nature and doing all the fun things and like just hanging out and like being people and then also yeah. like you're in a couple of fun things, but you're also like a real person. Yeah, that's just something that's always been really important to us. And I think the fact that like I freaking count my blessings because I feel so lucky to have that built in support system with somebody who's also in the industry and like understands the triumphs, the tribulations to go through all of it every day. 
together. Um, And, you know, it's comforting because we can talk about the things that frustrate us, but we also like obviously know each other so well, we've been together for over seven years, but like we can snap each other out of it when one person's like, oh, I haven't, you know, that like (laughs) negative self-talk that slips in. Um, We can talk each other out of that very quickly. So I'm very grateful for that. Does it bother you ever if you're on a project or like talking to someone about you and your career and then they bring up Isaac and his career? Do you navigate that a certain way or is it just like, oh, I don't really care? I mean, I guess I haven't really like encountered it. I mean, he's done... I guess like the stuff that he's done has been like more well-known projects, but I don't really feel like that's ever been something that's come up. I think for the most part, people don't give a shit about what you do as much as you like think they would. Like, I I don't know. I feel like no, like no one gives a fuck in the best way because it kind of reminds you like not to take shit so seriously. You just got to enjoy the process and enjoy the ride. I mean, you know, like Isaac, he had a freaking Netflix movie that he was like the lead in come out on Netflix. It was top 10 in the world for weeks. And you want to know something? He hasn't fucking worked since he shot that movie. And it blows my mind because he is one of the most talented, hardworking people I know, period. And... You know, you would think, oh my God, he had a Netflix movie come out. That must have really like skyrocketed his career, like opened up so many doors. People must have been knocking down his door. And like he had a couple auditions after it came out that were for similar types of projects, similar types of roles. And then it's just kind of been like radio silence. But I think that's important for people to hear. Obviously, I wish that he has been like working consistently because he fucking deserves it more than anybody. But I think that's a very real part of this industry. And I think it's kind of like a rude awakening. And think in a weird way, just objectively watching him experience that it's made him like really resilient in the sense where he's like, well, I'm still working towards this thing, even though I've had no outcomes, no results. So at this point, I've made it through like this extreme dry spell, I can keep going, you know, so I think it's been cool to see that. But I'm also like, all right, he's due. (laughs) do for something the big picture thing of like you think that's his moment that's his big thing that everybody tells you you're gonna have at one point when it doesn't amount to anything like you said like to keep going after that I feel like so much more significant than if you were just bopping from like job to job and it's just kind of average in a sense yeah I mean you know it's a hard it's a hard industry to get into and to stay in and to stay sane while you're filming, because you have a bunch of stuff that's about to come out and that sort of thing. And while you're doing it, do you have the thing where you start thinking about, okay, so this ends in a month. What am I going to do after this month? What am I going to do after that? Do you have that weird foreboding joy thing while you're in the one thing that you worked for the whole time? You know something? I I have moments kind of interspersed throughout shooting. Like the the project that I'm thinking of is it's not the the two most recent ones that I do, that I did. I shot a movie about a year ago called Love's Playlist. And that's probably like one of my favorite projects I've ever worked on. It's not out yet. I think it's I watched your trailer though. It looks cute. It's, it just, it was so fun to shoot. And that, that whole experience was just such a joy to work on. Like I worked with this incredible director, Brittany Underwood, and she was just so giving and really knew how to communicate. Like she was, she just gave the best notes I've ever received as an actor working on a project. And then the other lead actor, he was so talented and so prepared and just like such a joy to work with as an actor because he gave so much and was so present. And so that was sort of one of those projects where like in the moment I was like, oh man, this is a joy to work on. And we only shot for like two weeks. We shot the whole thing in two weeks. So it was crazy. Oh my God. But, or maybe, or no, 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 maybe three. It was, th- I think it was three weeks, like 11 days or something like that. But, you know, it was one of those things that I was like very much aware of like, okay, we're halfway through the process now. And at that point I didn't have anything lined up after that. Literally it was like two weeks before Isaac and I got married, which was crazy. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I know. So I was like, oh my God, like, Fuck, how am I going to do this? But it was it was honestly the perfect time for me to shoot that type of movie because I was just so excited to marry Isaac that I think mm-hmm. like that energy kind of bled into the rom-com a little bit too. But yeah, it was like, it was one of those things that I remember like when we did the martini shot and we did the rat, the, you know, the lat, just finished everything. I was like crying so much, like hugging everyone because I'm like, man, I don't know when I'm going to get to work 
on a script this cute and cheesy in the best way, in the most delicious way, with such a great cast, such a great director. It just felt like it was one of those dream projects. And I think in a weird way, like not, obviously, you know, I, ideally you want to always have something lined up, but that's just not the case. But I think it makes me a little bit more grateful to be in the moment and grateful to be there because I know that the odds are not in your favor. Like there's so many people that audition for every single project and so many people have to say yes in order for you to book one single job. When you do, it's like, wow. Like I think it's, I always try to really come at it from just a very gracious perspective and just be like, wow, I'm really glad that I got to have this. Yeah. Like that was a very long-winded answer. I am so no. fucking caffeinated right now. <laughs> Same. Isaac's been making like the strongest coffee and I'm like, like an off the walls. That's how I am with my best friend that lives here. Anytime I drink coffee, I'm like, just so you know, I just drank a coffee. And then like 30 minutes later, of course, like my texts are like, so I think we should do this and also this and also this. And I also think this yeah. also. And then I'm like, do you think I have ADHD? And Based she's like, Faith. Um, I think that's just like such a nice outlook like I just really struggle with being in where I am instead of flipping to how is this supposed to change this and affect this and if you're doing the quote-unquote like correct thing if you make the right step like I feel like there's a lot of pressure on actors of why did you pick this project (laughs) on like that sort of thing of why did you do Mm. that when the reality is, like you said, so much has to line up for someone to say yes to you in anything. We have zero control on what we end up being in, unless you're like Zendaya and you can say, no, I don't want to be in that. But right. for what we're doing, I feel like it's super difficult to even get to a place where you're like, no, that doesn't really serve my creative process or what I want to do right now. And walk away from something when you're working so hard to get to the thing. Yeah. You know something though? I had I had an experience this past December that was something I've never experienced before, but I think it was really valuable. A friend of mine, actually the lead actor in the Love's Playlist movie, he reached out to me because he had been cast in this feature that was shooting in like San Diego and they were having a hard time finding a lead actress to fill the role. So he's like, you know, they asked me if I knew anyone. So are you cool if I send them your info? And I was like, yeah, please go ahead. So they, you know, they reached out to me. I sent in a tape. They had me do a callback. They had me do, I'm not even kidding you, like seven fucking hours of chemistry reads with all these different people, all these different characters. And I read the script and it was like, it was it was it was good and not but nothing that I was like I need to do this type of thing and they offered it to me and I was like great well you know I'm super grateful but before I accept anything like this is my agent and my manager's information so just send the offer along to right. them essentially and I remember they were like trying to put everybody up in a big house that everyone was going to be shooting in and I'm kind of like yeah I'm not comfortable with that I know when I'm working I'm very much the type of person that needs my own space at the end of the day, because being on a film set is as incredible as it is. It's, it's a lot. It can be like a little overstimulating at times. And so I just knew that wasn't something I was comfortable with. So essentially there was this whole long back and forth between the producer on that team and then my reps and after talking to like my, my manager and my agent, I was just, I just ended up coming to the decision to pass on it. And it felt so wrong almost to pass on it but so because you know there's that fear of like oh my god like I'm not turning this down to accept something else like I'm not shooting anything else (laughs) you know like what what the fuck but something that my manager said that really stuck with me is he was like you know you have to make this decision by yourself but really ask yourself how is this moving the needle is this moving the needle do you like it'd be it'd be one thing if I hadn't done anything before if I didn't have any sort of material for my reel then this would be like a really valuable thing for me to do but it just seemed like kind of a dumpster fire of a production I say this with so much love because I know that this woman like it was like the first time that she had ever like written something and done something so that in and of itself I respect so much because it is fucking hard (laughs) to make anything and that woman is doing it and she was so gracious and so kind But it was just like, there was just something in my gut that was like, don't do it. And I listened to it. And so basically, I am becoming more okay with saying no to things because I've had experiences that I should have said 
no to yeah that now I'm like you know I know better now but had to go had had to say yes and learn learn the hard way in the past but it's okay there's going to be other opportunities so it is okay to say no and I think it's important for actors to hear that because like you said we feel that need to just be like yes everything work everything right. but sometimes more is not better you know I feel ungrateful or like I'm doing something wrong. Like you said, I'm messing up this thing, but listening to when you're like, oh, I don't think this is going to go exactly well <laughs> or what you need. Cause then it goes back to the, you're a person. So if this experience is horrible for three weeks, that's going to take a while in your personal life to sort through and move on from versus is that worth like five minutes of real footage or a hundred percent. And, you know, I think ultimately, aside from just the industry, something that I try to live my life by is really genuinely valuing my time and other yeah. people's time because you cannot get that back. You're never going to get time back. So it's really the most valuable thing you can give to a person, to a friend, to a project. So I think, you know, being really selective with what you do with your time, who you spend your time with is so key. Yeah. I was going to ask just, that too, just like about being in LA and people and being selective <laughs> of time. There's obviously a lot of people here who are very opportunistic and just superficial and very stereotypical LA and not the kind oh, of yeah. people that are, you know, fulfilling for you and like relationships or even in artistic relationships. So mm. for you, do you have, I have some friends who are very, very strict in their boundaries and cut people out like very quickly. And then I have some friends who are very, if you don't contact me, then I'm not going to contact you. And like, we're going to part ways kind of a thing. Do you have a style of that? I think it's hard for me when it's like you have a personal relationship with someone and also a artistic professional relationship with someone and navigating mm. both of those things. Because I feel like there's a lot of weird situations where if you're friends with someone, but then you want to do like a project or something working, there's a lot of taking advantage of friends and using people's time in a way that you wouldn't if you went out and found this random actor or this random producer mm. or whoever. To be honest with you, I feel like it all comes down to, is it worth it? Right? So there's like a couple people that I think of. There's some of the first people that I met out here creatively are these two guys named Cole and Caleb, and they are such inspirations to me because they are some of the hardest working people I know. They do everything. They direct, they fucking gaff, they're, they've been oh PAs, like they've done it all. So it's one of those things, anytime they will ask me to do so, first of all, I won't work for free. That's where I'm at yeah. right now. So I don't care if you're my best friend in the world. Well, I don't know. It just, it all depends. It all depends yeah. on like, what I'm comfortable with, but I am just very honest with myself at this point in my life. If like someone asked me to do something and asked me to work for free, there's a 99% chance it's going to be a no. And if you don't like that, then I, that's fine, but you just can't afford me. <laughs> like, right. You know, I, I value my time and other people should too. So I think just like setting mm -hmm. that standard for myself is important, but there's also, I guess, to me, different ways to value your time in a project because you know, there might be times that I've taken projects in the past that pay like shit, but I love <laughs> the material. So for me, I, I feel like I'm gaining something in a different way and, you know, getting paid something, but better than nothing. But I'm like really excited about it. So I think just weighing that out is, yeah, just something that I've gotten more clear on and more comfortable with. And when it comes yeah. to like personal relationships with people, I feel like I'm more of a distance type of person. I mean, there haven't been like a ton of people that I've become really close friends with and then been like, fuck this, we're done. <laughs> we're um, done. It's been more of like a, oh, okay, I get, you know, the longer that we're friends, I get a little bit more of a sense of the type of energy you give off and I don't necessarily care to have that in my life. So I'm not going to reach out. <laughs> that's yeah. that. I'm pretty honest when it comes to that stuff. How you don't work for free. I always think that's hilarious when people expect actors to work for free <laughs> because my friends who graduated the same time I did, but just happened to have like an accounting degree, they would never do their work for free. And if I asked them, can you come do my taxes for free? They'd be like, what? No, <laughs> I do this for a living. But then Dude. people ask me all the time, can you be in my film? And I'm like, sure, what's the rate? And then they're like, 
oh no, like, can you just be in it? Which is like, wait, what? Nobody else asks that of anyone. No, exactly. And that's why, you know, you have to ask yourself what's important. Like, let's say it's a project that you're like really excited about. It does, it's not going to take up weeks of your time. It's like a few days. You're in a financial place where you can afford to do the job for free. Sure, it might be worth it, but that should never be the standard. You're super freaking talented and you're such a hard worker. I admire that so much about you, how you just like hit the ground running when you moved out here but in the right ways, like you got yourself into a class first. And I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really do. They're just like, I want an agent. You know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. focus on your craft first and foremost, and then everything else will fall into place. But yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's strange that that's a thing that people are like, yeah, right. work for free. Just pass. <laughs> show up and quit your day job and live in your house for free. I don't know. <laughs> sounds great to me (laughs) I love to um I was gonna touch on that too because you were super helpful when I moved here which was also like kind of illuminating of people because I knew a couple other people from high school that live out here and like a couple people from college and it was interesting because like we didn't know each other super well until I came out here and we like grabbed coffee and stuff and then you answered all my like random questions sent me multiple (laughs) three minute long voice memos which was so kind I'm such a voice note gal I love it and like like you said with time and I know the way that you value time so it meant a lot to me that you took time out of your day to respond to my random like I don't know what to do (laughs) and I'm lost and I don't know what LA is (laughs) well dude I mean I really think that's something that brings me a lot of joy is just helping other people period but especially you know like LA is a really difficult place to navigate I think moving anywhere outside of your home is difficult to navigate so it's like if I've already been through certain things and learned certain things, why would I not want to share what I've learned? Yeah. Yeah. It was super helpful. Cause like you said, some people like weirdly gatekeep how they did stuff when they got here. Fuck that. I'm like, <laughs> dude, a, a rising, what's the saying? A rising tide sink or floats all ships. Yeah. I think yeah that's yeah. it. But it's like, dude, why would you not want to help other people? You don't have to see everyone as your competition. Like we're all, right. we're all trying to do this thing. We're, as they say in High School Musical, we're all in this together. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just taught that to my kids at the theater. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God, stop. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't get that either. But there was a lot of, even people who I was like super close with in high school, like once I got here, were very like, oh, well, now we're in the real world and like competing. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> Not at all what you kind of like see from people when they're in another situation. Thank you for, you know, being a person <laughs> and helping oh me God, out on always. the random life things. Yeah, that's bullshit. I'm sorry that people weren't that way towards you because that's all good. The majority was great. It ridiculous. was just like the random things that you're like, I'm sure. Oh, well, that's interesting. When you talk to just like everyone in your orbit and like your random sauna dude and all the people (laughs) that give you advice. Do you have like one thing that you were told about the industry that you don't agree with at all or you think is super misconstrued, the worst advice to approach what we do like once you got here? To be honest with you, there's no like thick thing that I can think of advice that I would tell people. So basically do the opposite of this is make it your everything. Don't have a life outside of it. Um, Don't worry about getting into a class, have a shitty attitude on set. Don't be grateful. Like those would be like all the pieces of advice that I would never give to somebody. Yeah, I think generally I feel like I have been able to learn from really talented people. So there's really nothing that sticks out to me as, oh my God, this is like horrible advice. Like why would anybody do this? Yeah, I have like two more questions and then I'll let you go because you've been super generous with your time once again. If you're in a dry spell or like not doing a current project or anything, Do you have a specific way that you like still fulfill yourself creatively? Is it staying in class or is it like a totally different creative thing? Like do you do pottery or like something random? (laughs) (laughs) I would say a big thing for me that keeps me afloat is being in a class. Something that I love so much about 
being in class is the fact that, you know, you get to work on these like incredible plays and like just the best writing that definitely satisfies me creatively because I feel like, oh, okay, great. Like every week I get to go up and do like a mini play. And so I think that like helps to keep my, my tools sharp, finding the joy as much as I can in just like the art of auditioning, looking at that as a chance to play that character for two to eight minutes depending on how long the audition (laughs) is but honestly like I mean I've always really wanted to get into other creative aspects like like pottery pottery for whatever (laughs) reason has always been like one of those things that I'm like I feel like it'd just be so fun because you're literally molding something with your hands and I remember doing a pottery class one time when I was 12 and like made a really cute little pottery thing so that's something that I think I'd want to get into but yeah I think the biggest thing for me is like staying in class that that really helps to keep me satisfied creatively how about you I think I agree I I'm always in class because like you said, a chance to have the different truly good writing that you don't always get in your random auditions for like an $125 day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's always nice. Seeing other people go through what LA is. That's one of the reasons I really like like my class that I've found has been the same people for I'd say about eight months. So we all at least somewhat know each other. And some of us have been like reoccurring people on series and some of us have been guest stars and some of us have nothing essentially. (laughs) And it's nice to be in a class where everybody is very equal and very Mm. opposite of competition. Like everybody's very like, Mm. oh, cool. You created art. That was cool. Maybe we could create this together. Maybe we could also do this. Does anybody want to come see this play? And it's like a mini community that for me at least, is like a breath of, this is why I want to do this. I don't want to do it for the LA red carpet and whatever. Yeah, dude, that's a beautiful perspective to have. And I think that that is the the people who have that mindset, I think are the ones that are in it for the long game. They're the journeymen who have continued to stay in this industry despite all the adversity because it's all about the craft and it's about the storytelling. And that's, I think the most important thing to focus on really. Yeah. I like go back and forth on how I feel about the creative process and like the flow idea being in like the sweet spot of feeling and being honest and all Mm. of the things. Cause I feel like sometimes in class, I'm like, put this on tape. That was fucking great. I'm a star. (laughs) Somebody cast me. (laughs) And then some nights I go in and I'm like, I don't know how to act. Like, I literally don't know how to act. I don't know what's happening and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's too real, Faith. Dude, I feel that way all the time. Both ways. I'll be like, it's the same thing. I'll be like, and then other times I'm just like, I, I, why am I doing this? (laughs) Like, what the fuck was that? Or someone will be like, that was really cool. And I'm like, I don't know what I did. (laughs) It's just... I think it's important to have that though, because, and that's what, what, that's one of the things that I think is the most important about being in a scene study class is because it allows you an opportunity to get up and do shit. And sometimes you fall flat on your fucking face and it is okay. And I think that like that happens on the job too, you know, like there's definitely been times where I've watched myself in certain projects and I've been like, Oh my God, (laughs) why did you do that? I'm like, why would you make that choice? Or like, you should have done more of this. I'll get so in my head about it. And then Isaac will just be like, hey, you're learning on the job. Do you know how lucky you are? And I'm like, that's, you're right. Like, sometimes I feel like I need to fucking put myself in check and have that perspective. And also just remind myself like, oh my God, if I told my like 11 year old self, hey, by the way, you've done this many movies, this is what they were about. And like, you got to do all these things. Little girl me would be like, no way that's so cool so I think just you know remembering the magic of it all is like important and I think man I felt more creatively satisfied from some scenes that I've done in my fucking scene study class than like being on set you know and that's just the way it is sometimes and I think it's it's valuable to have that kind of experience in a class and I'm happy that you found that community too because it, it 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 helps to keep you going Oh, totally. And like sometimes in class, somebody will like break down and be like, I had this huge audition and I really wanted it and I didn't get it. And even though like you feel awful for them, it's really nice to see someone else who has all these racked credits 
who I think is thriving break down because they didn't get this one thing that they thought they were going to get. Dude, I think that that's something that I have experienced quite a bit of in the last, I would say, year and a half. And I feel very grateful to have that problem where I've gotten so close to certain things or it's been between like me and one other person and I didn't book the job. I feel almost weird for being like, oh, I almost booked right. something. But, <laughs> but, but I think, you know, people don't talk a lot about how fucking painful that can be. It's almost worse than just doing the audition. And not getting it. And like <laughs> not hearing anything about it because, you know, the further you get in, you start to like really get to know the character and like really see yourself in the role and just get excited about the opportunity to continue to play in that person's shoes. And then when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, fuck. But something that I also have been learning and realizing along the way is I truly think the right project for you is absolutely meant for you. There's nobody else who could do it. Like, it's just a clear choice. And just because you didn't book one job doesn't like those people could remember you for another role in the same project. Like, that's something that I've been currently going through like I had a chemistry read yesterday for this like Western this like new Western TV show. And this is like the third character that they've called me in for. And I didn't even like submit to it or anything. They just like reached out to me and they were like, hey, the network really loves you and they want to bring you in for this, this one role. There's a good chance that like I will not book it. And But at this point, I feel like that's happened so many times with this particular production that I'm kind of like, I haven't booked anything else that they brought me in for. So at this point, I'm just like used to it, you know, but it's one of those things that at the very least, I know that I am making fans in a sense Yeah. with people that see my work and enjoy my work and want to work with me and whether or not that gets to happen at this point, it's out of my hands and they could end up going with somebody else for a myriad of reasons but I think it's important to like remember that the seeds that you plant today even if you don't necessarily book anything from it or you get really close and it doesn't quite happen there's a good chance that down the line something really positive could come from that situation I mean I do the thing of like you said, once you're in like the third round, you're like, okay, so my life is going to be like this once this happens. And then I'm going to do this with this character. And then you like, like the story and you like the character and you like fall in love with this thing. And then you don't get to create it. And you're like, oh, you know what though? Something that Isaac and like, obviously I think, you know, we're all, we're all humans. I think it's perfectly natural to be sad and disappointed and allow yourself a period of time to grieve when that doesn't happen. It's something that I've like just realized over the last year of like, you know, a series of these types of things happening for me is I am the type of person that like, and I think most people are, you know, if I get really close to something that I'm actually excited about and I love the material, I am really sad when I don't get it. But I allow myself to have a day or two of crying about it and being like, I'm really sad that that didn't happen. But I think in a weird way at this point in my life, I don't, I don't take it personally in the sense that I'm like, oh, it's because I wasn't as good or I wasn't, I wasn't good enough for it because it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's, it's just like, it could be, it could be like an essence thing. Like, oh, the other person had a little bit more of like a mysterious vibe about them. And that tells a different story. The two guys that I chemistry read with yesterday for the same role. When I left, I was like, I don't know how casting does it because both guys were so fucking good, Mm -hmm. but brought something completely different. And I'm like, there's really no like clear right choice, but they both have a little bit of a different essence. So it's like, what story do you want to tell? So that was like a cool thing to experience too. Cause it's like, oh, if one of them doesn't book a job, it wasn't cause they didn't fucking kill it in the room. They were both phenomenal. Right. It wasn't like, you know, so I think that's like important to remember too, is that it's really not personal. And if you don't book something, like it doesn't mean that you weren't good enough for it. Cause only one person can get the job. And there are so many talented people in the city. Yeah. I like that you acknowledge that you did really want it. I have a lot of, especially when we were younger and like you're in with your class, like in high school or college, you kind of had to downplay, even if you were really excited that you booked whatever you booked, 
because we were mm. all auditioning for the same stuff. So I think I got used to being like, well, I don't really care either way. That also of doesn't. You fucking, that's like <laughs> horseshit. Of course you care. Everyone cares. Why the fuck right. are you doing this otherwise? Like... Exactly. But then like I got in my head, if I didn't really care, then like it wasn't going to be as sad when I didn't get it. But that's not true either. It just like ruins the whole thing. No. So I like that you allow yourself to be like, yeah, yeah, I really wanted that and I didn't get it. And like that sucks. But that isn't because I'm a bad actor or like a bad person. It just didn't happen. The thing too is like there are so many people so in many. a lot of cases that have to say yes to you. Like that's um yeah. that we were taping in and we were just like shooting the shit with the casting director. And she's like, no idea how crazy this like has been casting. Why not? And like they want us to already start shooting the series but like we don't have everything cast yet and like you don't understand how hard it is to just approve one person for the role because there are so many fucking people that have to be like yes 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 it's crazy that anyone ever gets cast you know i know no but it kind of is so it's like you know even if you make it like further on the loss is heavier because you kind of got a sense of what it would be like to play that person but that's a huge win even though it's a little bit more painful it's still such a huge win and something that Isaac reminds me of often when I've been in these types of situations you know like before I went in yesterday for this callback chemistry reading he's like this is like at the very least you get to go in and you get to play this character today and maybe that's it forever but you get to play her today so go in and just enjoy getting to play her today nothing more nothing less yeah and I think that's a perspective that's helped me and just like having someone kind of like remind you of that is important because it's cool what we do it's fucking hard and it's weird but it's like it's it's a cool job I'd say (laughs) it's so weird well, this has been so lovely. Thank you so much for hanging out oh with me. Oh my I god. Thank you for having me. I'm so impressed by you always. You're always like mm-hmm. trying to just better yourself and you're such a kind person and you deserve all of the good things. Oh, right back at you. Before we go, do you have anything that you want to promote? I know Love's Playlist is coming out soon. If you want to like say where we can find it, if you want people to follow your Instagram, whatever your vibe is. Yes. Honestly, it's so funny because the two movies that I have that are probably coming out this year, I literally have no idea when or where they're right. coming out. <laughs> um, people are like, when's it coming out? I'm like, I fuck if I know. <laughs> um, so as soon as I do know, I will share it on the socials. Uh, cool. My Instagram is at SkyCoin, S-K-Y-E-C-O-Y-N-E. Yes, E at b- the end of both. Pretty much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but like, I don't know, any work stuff, I usually will share it on there. Well, have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much again. I know you have tons of things yes. to do with your time. Bye. Bye. Hey. Thanks for listening to Not Like the Movies. If you have a second, I would super appreciate it if you would rate this podcast, if you would follow it, share it with your friends, share it with your grandma, if they're bored and need something to listen to. Um, The way a Spotify algorithm works, it's super helpful if you just even rate the podcast with the stars. If you want to leave a comment, that is even better. It really boosts our listeners and just helps us reach more people and promote the podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Not Like the Movies Pod. If you have any questions, or guests that you suggest that you would like to hear on the podcast, feel free to email notlikethemoviespod at gmail.com. See you guys soon.